You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Working Like Dogs is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADWORK, S-A-D-W-O-R-K, and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis and my trusty service dog, Whistle. And Whistle and I are thrilled to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today our guest is Lindsay Stanick. And Lindsay is the Chief Executive Officer and the founder of Paws and Stripes, which is located in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. And Paws and Stripes is a nonprofit group that provides service dogs to veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder and traumatic brain injuries. And Lindsay and her husband, Jim, recently had a rare opportunity to meet Oprah and to be one of the lucky audience members invited to participate in Oprah's Ultimate Favorite Things. And this is a gift fest that would even get Santa's attention, so you won't want to miss a second as Lindsay talks with us about her exciting once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and experience with Oprah. So please come right back after these messages as we visit with Lindsay Stanick. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Celebrate your special occasion and give her this classic semi-eternity band created with one-carat brilliant diamonds channel set in 14-carat white gold. Exclusively yours from ICE.com. Free shipping over $150, free returns, and 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to ICE.com and use promo code ACTFP and get 20% off your purchase. Or use promo code ADTFP and get 20% off at Diamond.com. ICE.com or Diamond.com. Get 20% off from Pet Life Radio. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash work, W-O-R-K, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. There's a movement afoot, ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. 
ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code WORKING, W-O-R-K-I-N-G, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Today we're visiting with Lindsay Stanick, the founder of Paws and Stripes and executive director. Hello, Lindsay, and welcome. Well, hello, and thank you for having me. Well, we're so excited you could be with us today and, and talk with us about your program and all the other exciting things that's been going on in your life recently. <laughs> well, there's certainly a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, tell us. Well, first of all, congratulations on being selected to participate in Oprah's Ultimate Favorite Things. I mean, what an adventure well, and a well-deserved <laughs> honor. But I think most importantly, tell us about Paws and Stripes. When and how did you find that organization? Well, uh, my husband is a three-tour Iraq veteran, um, and so when he was recovering from injuries uh, that he got on deployment. Um, right before he was medically retired out, we discovered the healing power of the dog from therapy dogs that would visit him at Brook Army Medical Center. And from there, we just decided we wanted to try to get him a service dog and realized how difficult and expensive it is. So we had a family dog named Sarge who we um, really wanted to see if we could get her trained to be his dog because they just had such an amazing bond. And from there, we just, you know, we called nine different organizations. It's ten dollars to $30,000 or spend months upon months trying to get grant money. And so we just finally decided we were just going to figure out how to do it ourselves. So May of this year, we founded Paws and Stripes and um, found some wonderful trainers out here in Rio Rancho, New Mexico, who trained the dogs for us. And we only use rescue dogs. So it's just been, it's been really successful. It sounds like it. And so tell us, what type of dog is Sarge, first of all? Well, Sarge is actually a mutt. Um, <laughs> she's... A Catahoula, we think a Catahoula mix. That's what we were told. I actually got her from a rescue in South Carolina where I'm from. And uh, they they said she was probably a Catahoula mix. And sometime in the near future, we really want to try DNA testing because we're really curious on what she actually is. Um, but most of the dogs, since we get them out of rescues, uh, most of them aren't, you know, purebred dogs. They're not all golden retrievers. They're not all labs. We have an English bulldog. Um, it's it really, as long as that person and that dog have that that, you know, cemented bond, um, it really it doesn't matter what kind of dog it is. It's that relationship yeah. and that communication, as I'm sure I, you know. I know. I love that. I love that it's rescue dogs. I just, that's so wonderful that 
it just shows that so many different dogs can have jobs and and really change people's lives and then it changes the dog's life so i just think that's the the coolest thing did you have any idea how old sarge was um, you know, when I got her, they, they said she was four months old. I, um, I've spent three years working as a vet tech, so um, I was pretty sure that was a little bit too young. So she was probably about six to seven months old when we actually got her. And Jim, he actually met her when she was about nine months old because I had her with me in South Carolina before we actually moved in together in Texas. So, okay, so she was pretty young then. Well, that that's, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that made it easier for her. Yeah, yeah. So what types of commands? I mean, how did you know what types of commands to get Sarge trained to do? How did you start that whole process? Well, you know, we, we really started it out blind-eyed because this isn't something, I obviously have a lot of knowledge as far as dogs go on a health level. Um, and my husband being a veteran, he has the, the veteran knowledge and all that. But um, as far as training the dogs, we really, we weren't sure how to train a dog to be a service dog, you know, the best way. So we happened upon um, a couple of trainers in Rio Rancho named Rick and Heather Dillinger, um, and they were just amazing, um, the way they trained the dogs. It's a lot like Caesar Milan communicating with the dogs like your dog instead of communicating with the dog as a human because they're not humans. And, um, you know, we found that a lot of the skills, um, or should I say cues, that that Sarge has, um, we didn't teach her. She figured those out on her own. It's when you give the dog that opening um, to try to see where they need to be doing whatever job they need to be doing in the pack, they tend to figure it out and start cueing you to, hey, you're about to have an attack, or you need to calm down, or, you know, different things like that. So really, the training... Um, was mostly teaching them how to perform professionally in public, be non-reactive to outward stimuli, unless it's important to or handler of it, um, you know, sit stays, uh, things like that. But as far as, you know, the advanced skills and, and uh, alerts and things like that, she really picked up on that on her own and just kind of refined it. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and I think you're right. It's all those public access things that you have to train a dog to do. But it sounds like all the other things are so instinctual that when you just give them the opportunity to perform those types of skills, that they just do it, which is just so miraculous. It is. It's amazing the way they can, I mean, they just, they just know. They know so much. They know more than we do. Yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Boy, I agree with that. It's, it's, I'm always so amazed at my service dogs. And, but I was like you when I first got my first dog, I didn't know anything about service dogs and it was a whole new world for me. So I can't imagine what a new world it must have been for you and Jim. And now you have your own organization so quickly and are actually training dogs for other people. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. I'm, well, Jim and I don't actually do the training. We do leave that up to the um, the trainers. But we have learned so much um, in the process. It's it's been so rewarding, and you know, just seeing people's faces when they come in before they get a dog, and then after they get a dog, the difference in them, the difference in their families. It, I mean, it makes it it makes it absolutely worthwhile. And yeah. Jim and I don't receive ascent from any of the work that we do and I recently actually quit my job to do this full time because it's you know it's such a demand uh, the workload is such a demand so how are you doing that how are how are you how do people get your dogs how are you placing the dogs how does that work 
Um, well, it, that's another um, feature of our organization that's pretty unique. Um, since we only use rescue dogs, we have contracts with various shelters in the area that agree to give us dogs to the program at no charge and guarantee that the initial vet care is all taken care of before the dog goes home with the individual. So what we do is we take the new vet and we go to these shelters and they look through dogs. They're looking for a dog and they find that one dog um, that they really resonate with and that is reciprocated with that dog. And that's, it's usually really easy to tell that it's the love at first sight moment with that dog and um, they pick it and it goes home with them and then they go ahead and schedule training with the trainers, both one-on-one -on -one training sessions and group training sessions um, where they start really from scratch with the dog. And the beauty is the vet gets to train the dog with the trainers as opposed to sending the dog off and then getting it back. So it's very interactive with the veteran from day one. Wow, that's amazing. Well, and so how long does it take usually on site at the shelters? How is that process working? Is it, you know, is it a one-time visit? Is it multiple visits? Um, you know, we've seen it happen in a day. And we've also seen it be the first dog. But sometimes it might take a couple days. Sometimes we've gone through a couple shelters until that, that dog um, really was found. Um, but we definitely, we don't rush anybody because it's one of those things you just can't rush. It's, yeah. it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. There is that dog out there for you, and there's hundreds, hundreds of dogs right now yeah. that are sitting in shelters that um, they have to choose from. So, you know, we've never had any real trouble finding the dogs, and they're always so eager and excited about it. It's, it's usually a really fun experience. So. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, but you're right. That making sure that it's the right dog is really key, and I'm sure that that does take time. But that's a really interesting process that I haven't heard of other organizations that do that. So that's that's cool that you guys are doing something unique and alternative, but that's really working. And it's, it's the beauty of it, you know, seeing it was my background and my passion for animals and then Obviously, my husband and I are passionate about, um, you know, veterans and our heroes in this country. We see it as a, a wonderful two-sided cause because we're trying to help all those dogs that are sitting in shelters all day, and we're trying to help all of our veterans. So one, one way we like to put it is we feel like we take a lost and forgotten dog and a lost and forgotten veteran, and we put them together, and it's just this beautiful coupling that... Um, you have just a whole new that both both souls benefit immensely from it. That it's it, it really astonishes us that there's really never been something like this done before because it it seems so simple, so in need. Yeah, yeah, and so natural. I mean, it, it does. It seems like a perfect match for both individuals, for the dog and for the person. So, how many dogs have you placed so far? I think it's about. Let's see, I think we counted this up last night. We're at about six dogs that, that we've placed. That's great. Now, one, one thing we do say is we have a veteran who comes to us um, that we can enroll, and they already have a family pet, kind of like how Jim already had Sarge, and they're already just really closely bonded. And our trainers kind of evaluate the relationship to see how they interact together and if it would work as a service dog handler relationship. Um, we do allow them to use their dogs if, you know, they already have that when they come into the program. Because, you know, if someone has a good relationship with that dog and they're a great candidate, we're not going to make them go get another dog. Mm -hmm. so, 
Yeah. So that's why we're at about six now, whereas we're at about number eight in the program. Okay. And what about cost, Lindsay? How much does it cost for each dog? And I guess the costs vary depending on if they have their own dog or if you have to go through the shelter. But if you go to a shelter, what are the costs involved for someone? The cost as far as the dog, um, there's no difference um, whether they bring a dog or we get one because um, we actually never pay for the dogs from the shelters. The shelters give us these dogs at no charge. It's an agreement that we've worked out with them ahead of time to help us out and help out um, the guys in the program to make sure that all the vet care is taken care of ahead of time, too, so that's less of a burden on them and they can go right into training. Um, but the total cost of the program, including all of the equipment, the vests, the patches, the halter, the leash, all of that, um, <clears throat> and the training, regardless of how long it takes, which average, it takes about six months, um, the total cost is 2000 and that's flat. If they take longer than six months, it stays at six or stays at two thousand. Um, <clears throat> so it's easy for people to sponsor veterans, to a veteran and a dog, to do their program because it's always a flat fee. Wow, that's really low cost. Yeah, that's really low. And so, is that how you generate the funds to support the program? Is by getting people to sponsor a veteran and a dog, or do you go after grants, or how do you do your fundraising? Well, since we just uh, started the program, started working on it in May, um, we're about a week out from getting our, our 501 status. Um, I just spoke with the IRS, so we haven't actually got our 501 status yet. Um, everything people have given us at this point is still tax deductible. Um, but at this point, we haven't been able to apply for any grant money yet. So we've been surviving off of private donations, sponsorship, and fundraising because we never charge the best a penny to do the program. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, and that is so low cost. I mean, because most other agencies, it's it can be anywhere from fifteen to 20000 and up even for the dogs. So you guys are really doing a great job at keeping it low cost, and that's so awesome that vets don't have to pay anything. Right, so least we can do. Yeah. Well, do you have a training facility, or is it the trainers that you're working with? Do they have a place where they work with the dogs, or do you do it just mostly out in public? We do it mostly out in public. Um, all of our one-on-one sessions take place um, in public places like the mall, stores, restaurants, um, buses. It really depends on, you know, they, usually the trainers and the, the trainee will talk about the types of places they want the dogs to be acclimated to. They also want the dogs to get a well-rounded exposure to different environments. Um, <clears throat> so most of that takes place in public, and then for the group sessions, there's a, a couple community centers um, locally that they do the group sessions in, and that takes place in um, the group sessions there. Some of them are, include, you know, civilians, people who aren't in our program um, for basic obedience, and then there is a separate advanced class that only the Paws and Stripes service dogs attend. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like you guys are really having it really streamlined so that you can keep your costs low and yet maximize all the opportunities for the dogs and for the vets to get the training and the exposure that they need because really that public access is what's so key in making sure that a, a service dog can be out safely with their recipient. So that's awesome. 
Well, we are going to take a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors. And we're going to come back and continue visiting with Lindsay. And we're going to ask Lindsay to tell us all about her Oprah experience. So come right back after these quick messages. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. from experience feels like home for her enter the code work 10 w-o-r-k the number 10 and get 10 percent off any order no minimum at petco.com ftd's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code WORK1234 at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P dot com, code word W-O-R-K-1234. Question, what do I want? What do I need? I'll take affection. I reach mention. I need time. I need love. I crave attention. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And you know, as the human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another edition of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. 
And we're visiting today with Lindsay Stanick, the director of Paws and Stripes. And she's been telling us about their program and how they train dogs to work with veterans, which is just so wonderful and amazing with your unique process of how you do that. But I have to ask you, Lindsay, to tell us about your Oprah experience, because (laughs) we just heard that you and Jim and Sarge were actually invited to a taping of an Oprah show. And how did you get invited to go be on Oprah? (laughs) By the grace of God, let me say, um, we have such amazing people who are enrolled in our program right now. And one of our enrollees' wives actually wrote into Oprah. Um, She had a a featured question for one of the subjects of the show she wanted to do was, you know, tell us about your hero. And so one of the wives actually wrote a small essay about why Jim and I are her heroes. And it just so happened <laughs> that they actually called her um, about getting getting us to attend this show um, because of that, which was funny because we thought that the whole time we thought we were going to talk about the program on the show um, as this special a special audience guest um, to, let's see, speak from the audience about what we were doing is what we were told. So we were really <laughs> we deceived from the get-go. That they were they were very deceptive and vague with us, and, and we were completely in the dark until the very last moment about what was going on. Well, and so did how was it traveling to the show? Did they? So I'm sure they told you when you needed to be there, and and did they pay for your travel accommodations to go, or were you responsible for that? We did have to pay for it. Um, at the time that we got the call to, it was only a week ahead of time that we got the call to attend. Um, we were in Jim and myself and Sarge were in New York City at the time because we had been invited to participate in the New York City Veterans Day Parade. And so we were up there working and networking and and doing the parade thing. We were doing stuff with NBC. And then we get this call from Kelly, which is the wife's name. And she was, at first I thought she was upset and that something terrible had happened. And then I realized that she was hysterical because Oprah's, uh, one of her producers had called her. And and, um, she was like, we have to go. So we were able to just reroute our plane plane route um, back to Albuquerque and, do a stopover in Chicago for two days to do the show. Um, and, and the wife, Kelly, was actually able to go. She went on the show with us as well. So the three of us actually all got to attend. Oh, fun. Oh, good. So, And she's the one that wrote the letter? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. So that she got to go as well. And so how was it going on the show? Was it? Were they accommodating for Jim and Sarge? How was that? They were extremely accommodating. You know, Chicago, the windy city, so, of course, it's really cold there right now. Um, and part of the line, you know, we were standing outside in the line to get in because you have to go through, uh, give your ID and check your name off the list and all that. So it takes a little while. You also uh, go through a checkpoint where you have to check your phone, camera. You can do a coat check. But they do go through your bags before you go in. So we were waiting outside, and they actually... Um, They saw Jim and Sarge, and they moved us past the line, so we got to go ahead and go in early and check in and do everything so that Sarge didn't have to stand out in the cold. (laughs) Oh, nice. So, yes. And was Sarge the only working dog there? She was, and the whole show, and it's funny because uh, we were only about six rows up from the front, and Sarge had her own... um, 
little area next to Jim where she could just lay down and, and be comfortable and producers and camera guys and all sorts of staff from the, the studios were coming up and asking to pet Sarge and asking questions about her and just were really jazzed about, you know, having her there. They thought it was so neat, which was was really cool and we enjoyed it. We, we always love talking about Sarge. So. <laughs> yeah, how fun. Well, and so what was the studio like? I mean, was it decorated when you went in? The studio was actually, when we first went in, it was really plain and really small. The, there were, you know, it was very, very small. There was just two little black chairs set up, set up front. And, you know, I, and I remember walking in thinking, I thought Soar Oprah's set was a lot bigger than this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I thought maybe they had just set it up different because it was going to be more of an intimate show. And, of course, the, one of the producers comes out, and she's talking to the group before the whole thing starts, and just really blowing a lot of smoke, if you ask me, because she was saying, oh, you know, the show's probably going to air in January sometime. It's going to be a really intimate show. You guys can just stand up and talk, you know, tell us a little bit about yourselves, just hemming and hawing. It was, it was pretty funny now to think about because she was just really playing, she was playing the game um, until Oprah came out, so... <laughs> Wow, yeah, she was really misleading you guys about what was about to happen. (laughs) No wonder they had medics there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, I'm sure you needed medics with all the excitement that was about to come. So so then Oprah (laughs) came out on stage, and so how did it go after that? Well, she kind of strolled out, and for anyone who watched the episode, she kind of gave her intro, and then... uh, she had on this ugly, like, black schmock thing. I saw it. Yeah, I saw that yeah. episode. Yeah. And she said it was about meditation, right? Right. So we were all like, what? what? <laughs> you know, what does this have to do with anything? And, of course, you know, her opening line was, well, why don't we meditate on this? And she rips the schmock off with this red dress underneath. The flipping walls just disappeared. It was insane. They just slid back, and there was this, huge, ornate, animatronic Christmas set in the background with presents. And, I mean, I'm not a very girly girl, but I screamed like a (laughs) four-year-old. It was insane. And, of course, my husband, Jim, who doesn't watch Oprah, he uh, he's like, why are we excited? What's happening? I don't understand. And I was like, it's Oprah's favorite thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was really, and it's so funny because Kelly had been saying that whole week ahead of time, wouldn't it be awesome if this was her favorite things episode? Yeah, if only, you know, just talking about it, and and I I really just dismissed it, and uh, and it turned out to be it. So it was just it was a it was surreal, is what it was. Yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, just watching it from home, I was in tears for the excitement for everybody (laughs) and thinking about what you were about to experience because Oprah is such a giving person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and to imagine uh, and to be her ultimate things with her show coming to an end. I mean, my goodness, it was like a dream come true. I I can only imagine. And so then she just, she started getting, well, how did Sarge react to all this excitement? Was she wondering what the heck was going on? You know, what's really funny about Sarge and a lot of, you know, these dogs that are just so well connected, you know, you would think that normally in all that chaos, a dog would just lose its mind. Well, we really think that Sarge really feeds more off of the energy in a room than she does off of really what's going on. 
she pretty much fell asleep during the whole show. <laughs> she was just so chilled out, and <laughs> it was just so much good stuff. Yeah. Going on and so many good people because it was full of other people from all over the world who had also started nonprofits. So it was she was totally content and completely unmoved by um everyone jumping around screaming. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it was a good thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Well, and so when they started giving out all the prizes, how did that work? I've always wondered because they have the elves that bring out the prizes, right? Yes. <laughs> well, they actually, they bring out dummy gifts. Well, they're actually the gifts, but they come out with a few stacks of the gifts, hand them to some people on the ends of the rows, and then in between um, takes, they gather them back because... There's so many things that we couldn't actually have any room to keep any of that with us in the stands. So yeah. it was really just for the camp, for the show's the effect of the show's sake, because we actually gathered up everything at the end of the show. They sent us all to the warehouse in the back, and we left with bags full of things. Oh, so, so I wondered about that because <laughs> yeah, because you're right. It's so many, and some of the gifts are so large that how could you have all of those at your seat in the studio? Yeah. So that's how they did it. So they did they just line everybody up and take you to the warehouse? Pretty much, they kind of uh, they dismiss people depending on when their flights were because some people were leaving that day, and just started a line, and everybody just uh, was kind of single filed out, and we all went around the other side of the building and. Stood in line there. We had to sign some paperwork, legal forms, because at that time, the the taping was on a Tuesday. The show was airing that Friday. So from Tuesday to Friday, we all couldn't tell anyone about what had happened on the show. Oh my gosh! Oh <laughs> yeah! Oh! So we are just everyone, of course, is texting us like crazy. What happened? Did you meet Oprah? How did it go? What did you do on the show? And I'm sorry, I'm legally bound. I cannot tell you what happened. Oh, <laughs> that must so. have been so hard. <laughs> well, it kind of was. It was kind of hard, but at the same time, it kind of built the excitement for when everybody got to watch it on Friday. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, tell them it's going to air Friday, and then they see on tel- on the website which episode it is. They pretty much figured it out. So Yeah, yeah. Well, and one of the prizes was a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> So yes. when are you when are you going on the cruise? How is that going to unfold? Well, we have until next November to schedule it, and I think that we're going to shoot for early early spring, um, some point to take it. We haven't picked a date just yet, but I have to say I know that the other episode had gotten a car, but my husband and I were so thrilled with the cruise because we had never gotten a honeymoon. Oh, it was perfect. Oh, it was that's so wonderful. Perfect. That's so great that you have a window of time that you can take the cruise so you can make that decision based on your schedule. That's great. It is. It's really convenient for us since we're so busy running around with all the paws and stripes stuff that it made it a lot easier on us. So. Yeah. And where does the cruise cruise to? Um, it's going to be in the Caribbean, so we leave from, I think, Miami, and then it cruises through the Caribbean, so I'm not sure exactly which stops it's going to take. Um, it doesn't really say on the paperwork. It just says a seven-day Caribbean cruise, and there, there's going to be, you know, scuba diving, and so obviously reporting and probably some of the islands, but I'm not sure exactly which ones. Oh, how fun. Well, so what's your favorite prize out of all the things that, that you were showered with, all the gifts? What's your favorite? Well, my husband's favorite is definitely the television, (laughs) of course. (laughs) You 
know, I love the camera. I've always, I've been, uh, you know, saying for the longest time, I, I was an art major for two years, um, so I love photography, and I've always wanted to have just a really good camera to take photos with. And so when she pulled out the camera, that was huge for me. Um, but the camera and the cruise, I mean, really, the cruise is pretty much awesome. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't really touch that. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, yeah, that that is pretty awesome. So the larger things with, like, the TV, was that at the warehouse, too? Or how did you get those things? How did you get them home? <laughs> Well, we didn't actually, a lot of the stuff, like the brownies and the macaroni and cheese, the candles, the, the TVs, things like that, um, we were given special voucher slips to call like certain 1-800 numbers and give them our voucher number and then they ship them to our home. So that way oh, we don't have perfect. to worry about trying to transport it. So Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I was wondering about those logistics because I, I had a feeling that Oprah would have all that figured out. <laughs> oh, and let me tell you, down to income tax, having to pay income tax on everything, she had it figured out because they're making tax deposits for everyone so that we don't have to pay income tax on everything. Oh, that is so beautiful. Yeah. How thoughtful yeah. of her. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. you Well, that is just awesome. I mean, what a wonderful lifetime experience. I mean, that's really, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And Oprah has, you know, her level of giving is just so beyond what most of us are used to. I'm just so thrilled for you that that you and Jim and and that Kelly got to experience it too. That's so great. And she's the ones that, that wrote about you. Absolutely. And she was, she's certainly an extraordinary person that, deserved every bit of it as well so I was very thrilled that she got it as well yeah well that is awesome well I just can't thank you enough for coming on and visiting with us today and we want you to come back after your cruise and tell us about that experience <laughs> because I can only imagine how much fun Sarge is going to have in the in the Caribbean and getting <laughs> to actually go on that cruise and, and have that experience so that's just wonderful absolutely uh, yeah, well, and good luck with Paws and Stripes. And, and I have to ask you before we do go, how can our listeners get more information about Paws and Stripes? Is there a website? Is there a telephone number? We have both. Um, our phone number is 505-999-1201. And we do have a website. It's pawsandstripes.org. Okay, great. And we will have that information up on our website, Um, so that our listeners can get more information and log on and connect with Lindsay about the program. So thank you all so much for being with us today. And we're sorry we're out of time, but we want to thank Lindsay and our producers for making our show possible. And we hope that you'll keep your emails coming. Whistle and I love to hear from you and get your ideas for future shows and comments and questions. And you can reach us at Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. So thanks so much for being with us, and we look forward to you coming back very soon. So take good care, everybody. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.